Hola, chica. Hi. Tú eres muy bonita, chica. Did you say I'm really pretty? I did. Woo! Yes. It's like the only Spanish I know. I know a little. Yeah, what do you know? Like colors. <laughs> uh, I might know a couple colors, Clothes. too. <laughs> I only got so far in Rosetta Stone because of that program. The way they teach it, I was like, <laughs> I am so confused. I'm like Googling, like Google Translate, trying to figure things out. When I lived in Puerto Rico uh, for wrestling, all I learned was numbers. Because when you'd go to the drive-thru to order something. Uh, dos numero cincos. Grande or whatever, whatever the word mm-hmm. was. I think that's what it is, right? And then I learned to eres muy bonita because if I ever met a pretty girl, I would have to know how to talk to her. I didn't meet any pretty girls okay. while I was in Puerto Rico, so I never really got to use the line. But I learned it, but I never got to use it. So anyway, welcome everybody to the Home Wrecker Podcast. I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. Monique, how are you? I'm awesome, thank you. Terrific. Yes. I've been busy. I um finished. I'm doing fantastic as always. Thanks for asking. I was gonna asking. get there. Oh my goodness. I was gonna get there. Okay, go ahead. No, 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 how are you? I already said it. Okay. So moving on. Moving on, thank you. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say that I've been uh, really busy working on my Organite. I made chakra organ pyramids, and they came out really cool. Yeah, they look cool. Yeah, so I'm excited. How about you? What's new with you? Oh, not much. I, uh, yeah, not much. I'm just... <sighs> Living in the moment, I guess, uh, trying to stay present as much as possible. And uh, yeah, I'm working out like a madman because my birthday's coming up and every year, well, I mean, I try to stay in decent enough shape year round, but every year, like leading up to my birthday, I always am like, I got to get in really good shape. Like no reason, just I got to get in really good shape. I've always been like that. And so I've been sore because <laughs> I've just beaten the hell out of myself, working out like crazy, but yeah, no, aside from that, not really much. Just, uh, you know, loving life. Living it. Excellent. Loving it. Woo! Life. Boom. Life. Yes. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, nothing else to report just yet. Ow, as my glasses hit the microphone. <laughs> that binking sound was your glasses hitting yeah. the microphone. Whoops, it easy. Terrific. I love how you ask me these things. I love how every week we ask each other these things like we don't know what's up with each other. I know, and you said that, but as I've explained before, it's for anyone listening or watching. I know. It, That's I, all. I know, I get it. It's just it's just kind of funny. I, I like to point out the obviousness. Yeah. 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 So that's that. Mm. Anything else going on, like fun or interesting or exciting that you think people would actually give a crap about hearing? Maybe we did our <laughs> first mystical meetups that I did with Carlene, yeah, who was on go? the show. As we record, it why, hasn't aired why, yet. Why do you blow the spot? Because Every time I'm, you not blow gonna the lie, I'm not going to lie. Every time. I'm not going to set forth an you don't even mention it. Because I'm going to talk then about what's going to be available. I, I refuse to lie. I'm not going to pretend, oh, it was awesome, because I, I, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. We're in the now, not, a, not in the then. So I can only talk of now. So for October, we're going to be discussing hypnosis with spirit attachments and ghosts. Very fitting for October. Yeah. Pretty cool. We thought that would be fun. Both Carlene and I have dealt with spirit attachments, and we've learned a lot about it. And um, we have some cool ghost stories, too. 
feel like that's a tease. Like that's we should be talking about that. Well, <laughs> if you want to hear about it, sign up for our mystical meet. There you go. There you go. Yeah. There's the there's the hook. There Everybody, it is. There is the yes. Hook. I, you would get plugs out of the way, and then we just like sure BS, and then talk about what we we were yeah, going to talk about. Absolutely. All right, go ahead. And plug wanna, your stuff. Plug your stuff. Plug and do it. My hypnotherapy. Yeah, so do. if you're interested in hypnotherapy, it's an excellent alternative way for healing to break bad habits to help with relationships. It can, uh, stress and anxiety, it can help with a lot of different things. So go to my website, innerstandingshypnosis.com and schedule a free 20-minute consult. And that way you get to ask your questions. I get to tell you information about hypnotherapy and what it's like. And then from there, you can schedule an appointment if you'd like. There you go. Yeah. And also go to tarotbymonique.com and you can buy Organite. I have mentioned I made chakra organ pyramids. They came out very beautiful and go on there and check it out. Do it. Yes. One is spoken for. So. Buy stuff. Yes. Buy stuff. Give us money. Give us your money. <laughs> but at least you get cool stuff out of it. There you go. Yes. That's it. Absolutely. Yes. And social media stuff. Go ahead and plug the social media. Where can people find you? I'm on Twitter. For understanding hypnosis, it's at Monique P C H T, and you can also find me at underscore Monique Giselle underscore. And my love, how can people find you? Like I've been saying lately, you can't. Ha! I don't post on Website? social media. I don't go on social media. Go to alexarionfitness.com, and there you go. That's that. There you go. And for us on Twitter, Homewrecker Podcast is at Homewrecker Pod. And Go. then our website yes. is homemakerpodcast.com. Stepping yes. all over each other That's here okay. tonight. Like, like we've never done this before. Like like this is our first podcast. Yeah. We're on Just, YouTube and Brideon. Yes. And anywhere podcasts are found. So right. you can subscribe and like. Damn, you'd think we'd be smoother at this by now. My goodness. Anyway, all right. We so. are our authentic selves. It's a way to put a positive spin on it. Beautiful. Excellent. So. Yeah. What, what the heck was I going to talk about? I don't know. I, I, I was going to mention something. And then I said, well, let's get the plugs out of the way first so we don't forget to do that. And I made you forget. It's fine. I'm sorry. Whatever. It's like it's like these past few days have been like, like I told you last night what happened to me last night, been like a comedy of errors. Just like one thing after another. And I'm like, okay, if the universe, we'll say, is trying to communicate with me and trying to tell me something, I don't know what it is. But everything has just been a comedy of errors. So many just random things happening. So many like things messing up that I normally don't mess up. Just, I'm like, okay, what's going on? Like, wh what's happening here? Universe, what do you want? Stop messing with me. I guess I should give an example of a story of something why, why don't stupid you have, that happened. Why don't to you me. share a story? Yeah. So last night we're making ice cream sundays. Well, you're making an ice cream cone with like the like three scoops of ice cream. I'm like, I, I was telling you, I don't know how you eat that because I couldn't. And I made a, a little sundae. You got me some non-dairy ice cream. It was like almond milk. Is that what it's made of? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I just, you know, a little bit of hot fudge and obviously you got to warm up the hot fudge. And I never use the microwave for anything except for heating up hot fudge. Like I refuse to use the microwave, but for whatever reason, I'm like, all right, hot fudge, fine, whatever. I'm just anxious to eat it. So... <laughs> When I do eat it, it's like, just put it in the microwave, get it done in 30 seconds. Well, if you don't watch it when it's heating up, it'll bubble up and it can overflow out of the jar that it comes in. It comes in a glass jar. Mm -hmm. So I put it in the, in the microwave, hit the button for whatever, 30 seconds, whatever it was. And I put the cover on the ice cream. I'm like, I got time to put the ice cream in the, I'm trying to multitask, put the ice cream in the freezer and then come right back and should be fine. So I go to put the ice cream in the freezer and it's like it's spot something like shifted when I took it out and went into its spot because you know how I am. I've got like a spot for everything in the freezer. So I go to everything fits perfectly. So I go to put the ice cream in where it normally goes and something had shifted like I said and I can't fit it in the damn spot. So I'm like fighting with the thing I'm like right, come on get just so I'm like anxious because I know I got the hot fudge going. And so I finally wedged the damn thing in, shut the freezer, go over, and I'm like, why is the fudge, like, all brown? 
what what happened to the jar? And then I realized, oh, it overflowed. It just came up all like a volcano erupted all out, and it was just overflowing. And yeah, it was awesome. So then I clean up the mess, finish making my sundae. I put a little whipped cream on top, and then I go to put the whipped cream away in the refrigerator. I go to put the whipped cream in the refrigerator. I go to shut the door, and the cap goes flying off the whipped cream and sprays whipped cream everywhere because, for whatever reason, it didn't go down all the way. I don't know how it didn't go down all the way on the top shelf, but I go to shut it, and the yeah. So I get whipped cream everywhere. Like you got to be kidding me! Like what? What is this? And so then I take it out, clean up that mess, put it back in, go to shut the door. It does it again. I love how you're laughing at me. You, you already know this story. Remember, so. all I'm thinking is, remember the time you opened the pantry door and all the powdered oh, sugar fell oh, on you? That, I had forgotten about. Thank you for reminding me about that. We did an episode that. about it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, Pour some sugar on me. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah. And then finally, I was able to really jam the damn whipped cream into the shelf and close the door without it exploding everywhere. But, yeah. Maybe anyway. you were just rushing because you were so excited to have a Sunday because it's been a while. It has been a while, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I decided to treat myself. Treat yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, and even in, in that, it was like not horrible. I mean, it's not like good for me or anything like that, but it wasn't like horrible. Like I said, I used like non-dairy ice cream and whatever. But anyway, so yeah, that was that. Just so I, so I said to you, and I'm, and I'm saying now to the audience, if the universe is trying to tell me something, what is the universe telling me? Or is the universe not trying to tell me anything? It's just because I don't freaking sleep. And I'm just so tired that I'm just making stupid, silly mistakes. Is that what it is? That could be it, too. I think so. So. I there. think you need to sleep more. Maybe. Maybe. I'm just so erratic. Anyway, you any funny stuff you want to talk about or... Uh, Want to make fun of me some more or something? <laughs> I'm not making fun no. of you. No, I know you're not making fun of me. I mean, do you want to make fun of me? You can. It's I don't cool. want to make fun of you. I don't mind. I don't uh, want to make fun of you. You did let me hypnotize you, though, last night, so thank yes. you. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow. That, and that was a, that was an interesting one, too. That was pretty cool. And and I got to say, today, even though I, I, I barely slept last night, holy cow, but today I feel so much more just relaxed and I, I was able, you know, I did my normal whatever I do every day, same, nothing changed, but I was just more just mellow, relaxed. I don't know. So, yeah, whatever, whatever we did last night worked. I, I, I'd like to think it, it did because normally when I don't sleep, especially when I get as little sleep as I did last night, I'm so just cranky, I'm grumpy Greek. I'm not golden at all, just grumpy. And I was not at all today, so... I'm going to chalk it up to the the variable, which was I got hypnotized last night. So So the topic at hand. What we're going to talk about. Can you tell everybody what we're going to talk about this week? We're going to talk about the devil's tower. It's so ominous sounding. It is. Like last week we did the demon house. Yes, and and now the devil's tower. Devil's tower. Yes. So what exactly is the devil's tower? Just real briefly, and then I want you to tell me or tell the audience, sorry, how we came about, how we came about talking about the, how we came to talk about this topic. Oh my God. It's like a really big rock that's tall. (laughs) That's the devil's tower. And it's in Wyoming. So this is the, the, for anybody that needs it, like to picture it in their head, if you've ever seen the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind, it's at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's where the UFO is, that big rock. Yeah, the big rock. Which I didn't know that was Devil's Tower when I saw the movie. I Obviously, I didn't know. I figured it was just some random Hollywood set or whatever, you know. But, yeah, real place. So, the, anyway. The reason why it popped in my head as something to talk about was because I wasn't really familiar with it. Yes, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. But it was never like, oh, Devil's Tower. And then your dad actually went to Wyoming and got our boys a book. And it's just like a little storybook. And it has like stuff about different things in Wyoming. And it mentions Devil's Tower. And I'm like, huh, I don't really know much about that place. Interesting. It's in Wyoming. Good to know. I know this now. I learned it in a book. And <laughs> and so then recently it's been coming up a bit 
uh, somebody I know went to Wyoming and went to Devil's Tower. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And then somebody posted something on Twitter asking, like, what do you think Devil's Tower really is? And all these different stories that people posted, it made me very curious. And I was like, I want to look into this more. And I feel like there might be some interesting information about this place. Well, I, I, you, we found a bunch of stuff, but yeah. it's all stories. So there's no like, I mean. But I think this is where a lot of the stuff that people were writing about, where it comes in. That who was writing about? People, people on Twitter when they oh, were okay. saying what they thought it really was. Or Again, I, I didn't see that. So that anything, any of that, any of that stuff I didn't see. That was all you. No, I know. But I, it was just like. A whole bunch of different things. It goes from stories from uh, Native Americans to stories about giants and UFOs and all these different things. And I'm like, this is very interesting. I, I, w- I want to look into this a little bit more. Yeah, it is. It is looking into it and everything and just some of the stories that I pulled up to. It's just stuff I'd never heard of before. But it's funny that this this thing, this this it's a monument, right? Mm-hmm. That's what, yeah. So it's, it's a national monument it, that it has all this lore surrounding it. So yeah. well, it was actually the first about. declared national monument. It was the first ever. Yes. Um, so really there was, what's it called? The Antiqu- uh, antiquities act that was put into place. And Theodore Roosevelt proclaimed devil's tower, America's first national monument in 1906. September 24th, 1906. Yes. yes. No kidding. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was the first one. I, wow, okay. Yeah. Cool. And it stands at 1,267 feet tall. So like I said, big rock, big tall rock. And it's just, it's, on top. so it's not anything that was built as far as we know. No, it's natural. It's natural. Uh, from what I've read, I'll talk about a little bit more in a bit, but yeah, it's just, it's rock that happens when I think it's when there's lava that like forms and cools and a lot of mountains are formed that way. So all right, very, very interesting. So I wanted to look into some of the historical lore, the stories, and there's actually a lot of native American stories. So there's different tribes that have different stories about Devil's Tower. Sure. So I thought I would share some of them. Let's do it. So uh, the first one I came across was the Arapaho tribe. There was a lodge that was camped at Bear's Teepee. And the father, he had seven children, five boys and two girls. The two girls had made an arrangement between themselves that the one who found the end rib bone of a bison should receive the most favors from their brothers. And all I can think of is the office with Belschnickel and the pig rib. Uh, Yes. That popped in my mind when I read this. So the boys often made trips to other tribes. And after a long search, one of the girls found an end bone of a bison. But when she picked it up, she turned into a bear and made some big scratches on her sister's back. So the sister that turned into the bear told her other sister, if you tell, the dogs will howl and this will signal, so I will know you have told. So the sister did tell her brothers, and when they heard the dogs howl, they basically knew that the bear, the sister bear, found out, and they were scared and started to run. So the bear girl, she heard the signal and ran after them, and the girl who was told the brothers she was carrying a ball in her hand, which she dropped and accidentally kicked. The ball bounced up on the big high rock. The bear girl reached over her sister's shoulder to grab the ball, slipped and made very big scratches on the big rock and fell on her sister and broke her sister's chest. The bear girl climbed to the top of the big high rock and told her family that there would be seven stars in the shape of a diamond appearing on the east. And she said the first star out would be off to the side and would be brighter than the other stars. The first star would be called Broken Chest Star. And from this time on, the Arapahoes call this big high rock Bear's Teepee. So it wasn't initially Devil's Tower. No, that was a name that, from what I read, uh, one of the tribes 
I guess it was like referenced as bad God. So that's why they called it Devil's Tower. But th- that story was kind of like, okay, kind of weird and interesting. But I guess it's explaining the scratches, the, the way the rock is formed on the side, like bare scratches. So I thought that was interesting. Then there's the Cheyenne tribe. So a band of Cheyenne went on to one of their visits to Bear Lodge to worship the Great Spirit, as did many other tribes. Families and all members of the tribe came as Bear Lodge was known as a holy place. After having camped there for several days, one of the Cheyenne braves noticed his wife was gone from camp, staying away for a short time. As time went on, he noticed that she was gone longer than before. This brave could not understand why his wife should be gone from their lodge so much as he always had been devoted to her, being a good hunter as well as a brave warrior. She always had much buffalo, antelope, and deer meat. He furnished her fine skins to make nice clothes. Becoming suspicious that some other brave in his band might be courting his wife, he watched to see what man was missing when his wife left camp. He found no other man was missing when his wife was gone. So he also saw that his wife had skin over her shoulders, like animal skin. Oh, okay. Which she wasn't wearing before they came to the camp. So one day when she had been gone longer than usual, he laid in wait for her. On her return, he asked her where she had been and what drew her from the camp for so much time. She didn't answer any of his questions. So the man became mad and tore the animal skin from her shoulders and saw that she was covered in scratches. So he demanded her to tell him what man had abused her. Becoming frightened at the way her husband was acting, she told him that she had been charmed by a very big bear that lived at the Big Rock. The bear had no mate and had become infatuated with her while she was out gathering fruit. A likely story. Fearing for her safety of the camp, she had submitted to the bear's embraces, which accounted for the scratches on her shoulders. Then the warrior told his wife to lead him to the bear so he could kill it. When they found the bear, the man had great fear because the bear was very, very big. The bear slapped the woman with his paw and changed her into a bear. And I'm like picturing that in my head, like this giant bear just bitch slapping a woman. And then she turns into a bear. The man ran into the camp to get the rest of the tribe to help him kill the big bear. They found the bear had crawled into the cave, leaving his hind feet in the door. The bear's feet were so big that nobody could get past them. They could not get close enough to the bear to kill him, so they shot at his feet to make him come out. When the bear came out, he was so big that all the warriors were scared and climbed up on a big rock. These men were so scared that they prayed to the great spirit to save them. In answer to the prayers, the rock began to grow up of the ground and when it stopped when it was very high. The bear jumped at the men. Grew what? Oh, up what? The, the rock uh, grew up from the ground. Oh, you said up the ground. Oh, sorry. It grew up from oh, the no, ground. Oh, no, you said up of the ground. Out of the ground. Okay, and I'm it sorry, got very high. Like, yes, thank you. And so the bear jumped at the men. His claws got up to the top. And the great so, but he wasn't able to get them. So the great spirit had helped the men, and now they had great courage, and they shot the bear and killed him. When the bear fell backwards, he was pushed against the big rock, and the big rock leaned. After that, the bear woman made Big Rock her home. So the Cheyennes call it Bear Lodge. And that's one of the stories I heard people talk about, that there was a giant bear chasing. It it wasn't as detailed, but there was a giant bear chasing a tribe of Native Americans. They were running. They climbed on top of a rock, and they asked for help from the Great Spirit. So the Great Spirit had the rock grow high, high enough to protect them from the bear. Now, what's interesting, too, is in one of the stories I read somebody talk about, the bear was scratching down and that's why it looks like almost claw marks going down like the way the rock is but it's almost like a mix of those two stories together yeah it's just it's different um very interesting yeah so it's just these different stories and it all has to do with bears yeah is there are bears like a, a big I mean, are they like a plentiful out there? Are they are they very? Uh, uh, is Wyoming that area populated by a lot of bears? I don't know. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. So the crow 
there were some camped at Bear's the house. Crow. What's the, the Crow, Crow Native American tribe. Oh, so this is another story? Yes, another tribe okay. story. And these are stories that got passed down, allegedly, and all my information I got from the National Park Services. So the National Park's website? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. what what was now th- this up here? Because I'm glancing at your notes. I, oh, it I just, seen this before, I just copied stuff. Sure, so but what does that say? This is a true story. It happened. Who said that? Somebody who told the story. Somebody from... From the Cheyenne tribe? Yeah, who... Gotcha. Yeah, and they're just saying it's true because that's the story that was passed down from generation to generation. It's true. Believe it. The Crow tribe, there was some camped at Bear's house and two little girls were playing around on some big rocks there. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to stop you again. So Bear's house is Devil's Tower. So it has I not, guess so because it doesn't... Th- so there are all these become, different names for it. So it has not become Devil's Tower yet no, in it's, these stories. And, and which makes sense because... That's fine, but I just... That like, was like I, an Americanized name. Like I'm saying if, if I like tuned into this podcast and, and, and you're 25 minutes in and, and it's titled Devil's Tower, but you're saying Bear's House, I just want to make sure that... Okay, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm just going by the stories and what they called them. All right. So the little girls were playing on some rocks and there were a lot of bears living around the big rock. And one big bear, seeing the girls alone, was going to eat them. The big bear was just about to catch the girls when they saw him. The girls were scared, and the only place they could get was on top of rocks around which they had been playing. The girls climbed the rock, but the bear could still catch them. The great spirit, seeing the bear was about to catch the girls, caused the rock to grow up out of the ground. The bear kept trying to jump on top of the rock, but he just scratched the rock and fell down to the ground. The claw marks are now, are on the rock now. The rock kept growing until it was so high the bear could not get the girls. The two girls are still on top of the rock. I I heard a version of the story. I'm gonna wait till you're done to see if you have the another version of that story that I have. Mm-hmm. We 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 kind of verbally compared notes, but didn't look at each other's yeah. notes. So. Because there, do you know what happens to the girls? It just says they're still they. So they, you don't have you don't have there. you don't have a version no. where anything it, happens to the girls. There's after. a note saying that during a celebration in 1932 on the Crow Agency in Montana, Big um, Max Big Man was questioned about the tower. He explained the Indians called the Devil's Tower Bear's Teepee or Bear Lodge because so many bears lived there. Oh, okay. There we go. They believed that it was put there by the Great Spirit for a special reason, because it was different from the other rocks, rising high up in the air instead of being found on the ground. For this reason, it was looked upon as a holy place, and the Indians went there to worship and fast. Very interesting. There's one more, the uh, Lakota tribe. And according to them, in the Lakota tribe long ago, there was a brave warrior who often went alone into the wilderness where he would fast and worship the great spirit in solitude. Being alone helped him to strengthen his courage so that in the future he could carry out his plans. One day, this warrior took his his buffalo skull and went along into the wilderness to worship. Standing at the base of, and I'm going to try to say it correctly, Mato Tiplia, M-A-T-O-T-I-P-I-L-A. I apologize if I'm butchering it. After he had worshipped for two days, he suddenly found himself on top of this high rock. He was very much frightened as he did not know how he would get down. After appealing to the great spirit, he went to sleep. When he awoke, he was very glad to find he was at the base of the high rock again. He saw that he was standing at the door of a big bear's lodge and there was footprints of a very big bear there. He could tell that the cracks in the big rock were made by the big bear's claws. So he knew that that the time he had been at the top of this big rock, there had been a big bear standing at the bottom trying to get up. That's a big bear. Mm -hmm. If you've seen pictures of this rock. Well, it's over 1,200 feet tall so that's got to be a huge rock so well, it is a huge rock yes talk about the bear being a big bear oh yeah those claw marks yes so um the other thing that came up when i was seeing people write on twitter about their thoughts about devil's tower a lot of people were saying it's a petrified tree 
And then they went on to say that other people would say it's a petrified tree that got cut down by giants when giants walk the earth. And we've done an episode on giants. And I mean, I've seen petrified wood and I was like, I I guess given the conditions, I don't know. I've never actually been there, but I was like, I don't know if it's really a petrified tree. Doesn't quite make sense. But when I looked it up, I found some information. The reason why people believe that Devil's Tower is a giant petrified tree or the the base of it is because allegedly a a satire, satirical, am I saying it right? Satirical. Satirical. That's what I was going to say. And then I'm like, that sounds wrong. Facebook page. They made a post claiming that scientists discovered it was a giant petrified tree with an incredibly large root system underneath it. So people basically saw this post on Facebook and took it as fact. It's on the internet. It has to be true. Yes. So that is apparently why people think that. The uh, Devil's Tower is actually igneous rock, and it's called, I'm going to try to say it right, phonolite porphyry. Phonolite porphyry. Porphyry, yes. I think I mean, that's, yeah. how, that's how it looks to me. Yes. So it's rock. It's and, not and when I looked it up, because I haven't heard of it, it's um, that type is lacking quartz. It's more feldspar. Take from that what you will. It's all Greek to me. Yeah. So what did you find? So uh, it's just, again, it's funny that you have all these different stories from all these different Indian tribes, yes. but they're, they're, they're different, but there's a lot of similarities. in Yes. Them. So I wonder why that would be. What, what, how would, how would something like that happen? Do you think it's like, it starts as one story. Obviously it's some kind of a mytho- mythological type of deal. Right. And do you think that maybe as tribes kind of mixed, their stories kind of mixed and evolved a little bit? Or do you think it's a game of telephone where it starts with one and it gets handed down and and everybody adds and embellishes or takes out parts they didn't like maybe while they recount the story to whoever's listening to them and then just through the generations it kind of morphs and becomes different? I wonder if something really happened. But retains some of those same. Yeah, but maybe something did kind of happen And so people took that story and then maybe they just kind of sensationalized it. Like somebody, because maybe they climbed up to get away from a bear and and they use that as a story and they just, the bear was huge. And I don't know, maybe, maybe something real did happen. You think it was a giant bear? And it gets taken from, it could be a giant bear. I'm not saying a bear that's like a thousand feet or, you know, 500 feet tall, but could be a big bear. A that bear. would be a big bear. Be but big. maybe there was a larger than normal bear. You never know. And maybe it scared people. And that's sure. how the story got told. Who knows? Well, but that's what I mean. Like, I'm just hypothesizing. Yeah, because I was thinking that, actually, as I'm reading it. Yeah, just like how, how, because there's so many similarities and then there's, you know, these other little, ver- well, not little, but there's there's differences too, but they all have kind of like the same basic plot. Yeah. Get away from a bear. Except for like the, the lady who's saying, oh, the bear seduced me. Like, what, <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> that's, uh, that's quite the story. Well, I mean, that's, according to them, they saw her get changed into a bear. So if that were to happen, I guess I, you could be like, I, I guess, guess she wasn't lying. I, sure, yeah, if, if that happened, I guess she wasn't lying. But, I mean, like, yeah, I, I thought that one was kind of a little out there. Hmm. Just a little out there. But what Kind of sad, though. The bear was lonely. But what a cover for the woman. But the fact that the guy believed her. You know, she's out getting some, you know, she's got a side piece or whatever she's going on. She's being embraced and by the arms of another. Yes. And, and the furry arms. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what it was, like just a hairy dude. And then, you know, the husband finds out and she's... Or maybe she got kidnapped by a bear. Yeah, and she gave into its embraces. Maybe it just wanted to cuddle. I mean, that's not really what it sounds like from reading the story. It sounds like she just gave in, meaning... I'm trying to make it a little more PG. The bear had his way with her. Hey, hey, it's not my story. Don't get mad at me. It's not maybe my it story. turned into a human because it turned her into a bear. So maybe it turned into a human. 
Very and then it would like work better. Yeah. So anyhow, <laughs> moving on from that. What else do you that, have? That took a turn. Yes. That I wasn't expecting. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> from like Native American legends to bestiality. Yeah. So I, I looked, geez. So I looked up the Devil's Tower as well, but I was like, I, I figured there's got to be something more than just these Indian lore type stories. So I looked up urban legends and UFOs and I came across two pretty, uh, well, not, not two, but, uh, two articles, I should say, excuse me, that were talking about just some of the more obscure stories about Mm -hmm. devil's tower. So the first one I'm going to go into is the lost gold of devil's tower. I'm going to, we'll link up all this stuff in the show notes too. So everybody can look this and, and read these as well. Look at the nice pictures that are accompanying the articles. So, legend tells of a cavern filled with gold. And near the northeast corner of Wyoming is a striking mountain of igneous rock that looks like a gigantic tree stump. A tree stump over a thousand feet high. Columns run vertically up the top part of the rock like giant scratches. The name given to the mountain by the white man was Devil's Tower. The Indians had many names for it. One of them was Bear Lodge. So there you have it. The white man named Devil's Tower. Because it is so unusual in its appearance, the tower has figured into many Native American legends. And in 1977, it was used as the location for the finale of Steven Spielberg's film, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which we mentioned earlier. And I want to mention something somebody said about that after. So remind me, please. I'll do my best. Perhaps the most widely known legend the Native Americans had about the tower was told by the Kiowa. There were seven girls playing near their village when they were chased by some bears. The girls jumped on a low rock and called to it, Rock, take pity on us. Rock, save us. All I could think is Dwayne Johnson. Rock, save us. And then I just got in my head, Do you smell? (laughs) Yeah. Moving on. The bears jumped at the rock, scratching it, but they could not climb it. The rock took the girls so high that they became stars. A constellation we now call the Pleiades. That's why I was asking you, did, did you hear what happened to the girls after? But Oh, well, because, yeah, there was one of the stories was talking about the stars. But it's the constellation known as the Pleiades. Mm. Now, this kind of ties in because... There are a lot of UFO sightings that take place at Devil's Tower, but let's let's finish about the lost gold. Uh, there is one story, though, that does not deal with the creation of the rock, but what is below it. Years ago, a resident of that part of northeast Wyoming visited Yankton, South Dakota. While there, he showed a picture of Devil's Tower to some elderly Sioux Indians that he had met. One of them got very excited when he saw the picture. Has a passageway been found at the base of the tower? He asked. When the resident replied no, the man seemed disappointed. With a little urging, the resident was able to get the Indian to pass on to him the legend about the tower that he had been told. It went something like this. Many years before, three braves had been hunting near the tower. While exploring the rocks at the base of the mountain, they discovered a passageway underneath it. They made torches out of pitch pine knots for light and started exploring the tunnel. They found the passage strewn with bones, perhaps human bones. At the end, the tunnel opened up into a cave with an underground lake some 25 yards long and more than 15 yards wide. Around the lake were large quantities of gold. The Braves were not prepared to take the gold with them, so they left the tunnel and hid the entrance so that others would not find it. They intended to return to get the gold at a later time, but never did. One of the Braves, on his deathbed, told the story to other members of his tribe, and the tale had been handed down for several generations before reaching the old Indian. So, is there a cave with gold under Devil's Tower? Nobody has ever found one. Also, the geology of the mountain and igneous intrusion does not seem to make it a promising location to find 
caves directly under the mountain. The tale sounds very much like other lost mine stories of the Old West, like the story of the lost Dutchman mine, and that seems to have little factual basis. So, on the other hand, the Black Hills area in which the tower is located has some of the largest caves in the world underneath it, including Wind Cave and Jewel Cave. The Black Hills area is also known for gold mining that inspired a major gold rush in the 1880s. So maybe, like many legends, there is some truth to the Devil's Tower story. Perhaps the Lost Cavern is not underneath the tower, but nearby, waiting for someone to find it. Interesting. I just wonder, did they like hide the entrance so no one else would find it and then they couldn't find it again? You've heard of stories of that kind of stuff happening, supposedly, yeah. right? So, I mean, if you think about it, it could be a possibility. Couldn't rule it out. But that's the genius of stories like this yeah. that do get handed down from generation to generation. And then we all talk about them still to this day. And, and we can speculate and say, well, yeah, it's probable. It could happen. Or we say, come on, it's bullshit. There's no way it could happen. But it's, that's the beauty of stories like this. They're crafted so well that they've lasted this long and they have those, those characteristics that you can just, you can either be, you can be on either side of it. Well, you know? I, I like stories like that because it's that, that mystery of adventure. It gives you that thought like there could be something there and like there's this grand adventure just waiting to happen. You just need to find that entrance like, by accident, because that's how, you know, it happens. But pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. much. That's what it, it seems It's like. awesome. Yeah. So the, uh, the other thing that I found was that there are a, have been a lot of UFO sightings at Devil's Tower. And uh, a lot of people, that, there was a lot of stories going around, apparently, that the, the rock body was hollow and it was, there was UFOs based inside of it. But that's, that's hogwash. It's, it's a totally solid rock. You know, we talked about the legend of the of the the gold cave underneath with the secret entrance, and now, yeah, that that was pretty much it. There was a, a lot of pictures that accompanied this article here of just UFO sightings, like you know things that could be UFOs. A couple things you look at and you're like, okay, that was taken from a car. So somebody you know in in a car taking a picture. It's like, how do I know that that's not like dust on the windshield? Yeah. You know, so. Were there any like specific stories that people had like about encounters? Nothing about encounters. However, UFO researcher David Clark references a tiny Christian UFO group in the UK. They're called Crufora. I'm going to spell that C-H-R-U-F-O-R-A. And they believed that UFOs were an evil idea born of Satan. So any UFOs, any aliens, any of that kind of stuff, it's not from another world. It's their demons born of Satan. So They must have listened to the episode, or they, they must be down with the episode from uh, the other week, the message. Could be. So they protested Close Encounters, citing that the depiction of Devil's Tower as the key location in the movie was evidence that aliens were demonic. Didn't matter that the plot depicted them as more angelic and good than demonic because Satan's demons are able to disguise themselves as angels of light to deceive world leaders. As with other Native American sacred sites, white people literally demonized the beliefs in order to justify their hatred and decimation of the Native peoples and any god that was not the Christian god. That was kind of interesting that you have this UK group who thinks anything related to Devil's Tower and UFOs is demonic. But they, but then they go on to say that UFOs as an idea are demonic and it's a satanic thing. I've heard that before. I didn't know, what, I don't know if it originated from this particular group in the UK, but I've heard that before. And so the other thing was that there's an analogy of the tower as a place of ascension reflecting both the godlike aliens coming down from the sky to take up to space the lucky people on board and the idea of the great spirit rescuing the native children from the bear by raising up the tower which is the story we referenced earlier and the the conclusion of that story that is that the children become the stars of the Pleiades constellation 
so again, and the Pleiades is often referred to in UFO lore and like Betty and Barney Hill, the the, the aliens that abducted them supposedly were from that con- that that mm-hmm. uh, constellation. That, that neck that, of the woods. Thank you. And uh, the Billy Meyer case that we briefly referenced. Also, he supposedly is in contact with aliens from the Pleiades. So it's just kind of interesting that that tie-in, if you will. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, there was a, I guess there there was a UFO a UFO rendezvous event that took place annually at Devil's Tower because it was considered a UFO hotspot. But after 2018, for whatever reason, that was discontinued. So they they no longer go there to look for UFOs. I'm curious annually. why it discontinued. I don't know. I couldn't find any information on. It. I'm sure it's out there, but I, I didn't. It was nothing that I came across. But it's just kind of interesting that you have an annual thing that goes on there at this place. Yeah, for some reason, after 2018, it's all done. So kind of strange. did a lot of these UFO sightings happen there after Close Encounters of the Third Kind came out? The ones that, that, that are, there's pictures and video of, yes. But, I mean, that's just, that's only logical. I mean, Close Encounters came out in 77. Yeah. So, you know, modern phones and cameras and stuff like that, you know, as time went on, obviously after 77, you figure the 80s, early 90s, mid 90s, when people started maybe carrying cameras more, I guess. Uh, well, I'm just curious. Digital cameras coming out around late 90s, early 2000. I'm curious, like, if there are any just stories and maybe that's why it was chosen if there were. Nothing that I saw. I, I, I think it, that the catalyst for that could have been Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Spielberg or whoever yeah. choosing that as the location for the finale. I mean, we say Spielberg because he directed the movie, but who knows who makes those decisions? Was that him? Was that, you know, who knows? A producer, some you know, random dude who <laughs> was in charge of locations. I don't, I, who knows? So I, I think that was the catalyst for it though, from um, everything I could see. One of the things I want to mention about this movie that came up while people were in this Twitter thread. Which movie? Uh, Close, Close Encounters? Encounters of the Third Kind. They were talking about their thoughts on it and people would be like, oh, it was in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And somebody commented and I'm like, hmm, interesting. He said, notice how in spoilers here, at the end of the movie when he gets there, everyone's evacuating, but everyone who's in that area all have to wear masks because they're being told the air is toxic and that's why they're evacuating the area. That's why everyone has to leave. But he's like, everyone has to wear a mask main character which it was Richard Dreyfus, right yes he he isn't and he was fine and it's because it was all bullshit and I'm like huh very, just looking at things now very interesting very interesting makes you wonder huh things that make you go hmm I was just thinking that as you said it yeah so yeah that's Devil's Tower I mean yeah. Gosh, there's so many monuments and so many just natural. I mean, geez, look at the Grand Canyon. That's a place I would love to go and just hang out and explore. Yes. And and I mean, I'm sure you need all kinds of permits to go down into it and all that kind of stuff into the certain areas of it and whatnot. But I mean, it's so big that I mean, you got to figure it has all been mapped out and explored by now. Obviously, not open to the public or anything like that, but. I, I can only imagine the stuff that's been found in there. Maybe nothing, but you got to figure the, like just the caves and everything. Like, oh man, it's crazy. My dad, you, you know, you were mentioned he's the one that went to Wyoming and visited mm-hmm. this place and everything. He told me that the Grand Canyon was like the the greatest thing that he ever went to that he ever saw, and I, I'm just it's cool that he got to go see it, and that's that's a place I've always wanted to check out. So maybe someday. Yes. We'll get there someday. You will. Maybe we can strap on some parachutes and jump in. Yeah. <laughs> F you. <laughs> we're going to check it out. Yeah, we're going down there, man. How, how we Can't get back up? Us. We'll have to figure that out. Maybe find a, a cavern. Was it the Brady Bunch that went down in the in on like donkeys or something? I think Was that so. the Brady Bunch? It might have been. I'm trying to remember. Was it? Oh, geez. I remember seeing something. And they, they were going down into it and then coming back up, I want to say on donkeys or something. Anyway. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's incredible. Just the United States is so big. 
just a, an enormous country, so much land, so much land that's not populated. It's just woods or, or plains or mountains or canyons, you know, like there's so much that's just, you got to figure these stories got to come from something, right? So it, is there stuff out there that we haven't yet discovered? Maybe that's just in these unpopulated areas? Of course. I got to think probably. So yeah, just very interesting. Very, very interesting. Any other stuff you want to talk about with Devil's Tower? No, I just, I thought when I was reading people's comments, I was so intrigued and I was like, I just want to do a little research and maybe we can do a show about it. Cause I'm just curious how many other people were aware of these different stories and then what other stories are there that maybe we didn't find and that we don't know about? Yeah. Yeah. And then I want to, so. like, I was looking like what other national monuments? Cause usually when oh, we talk gosh. about the park services, we're talking about missing 411. Right. And yeah. so this was something that was different, but nice different in terms of the national parks. But I just, I'm curious, like what else out there? Because this can't be the only place. Like I think of, you know, Muir Woods and the giant sequoias and these yep. trees. And there's so That's many, a beautiful place, so Woods. many natural wonders that must have stories. So I started doing digging, but I, I was primarily focusing on Devil's Tower um, for this episode. But if anyone has any information about any other U.S. national landmarks or monuments or not like, like just natural wonders. Just cool stories. Yeah. Like cool folklore, yeah. urban legends, that kind of thing. So it's so is neat. Yeah. yeah. Share it just with us. This kind of stuff mm-hmm. for sure. So awesome. All right. Well, then if there's nothing else, I guess uh, it's time to wind down yeah. and wish everybody a happy, healthy week ahead. Yes. And uh, until next time, I am still right now, currently, at this present time. In the now. Right now, I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. The bear took advantage of me. Likely story. The bear got me.